Welcome to room 4216. I'm so glad you've come. Reading the Bible can be difficult. Not to mention understanding it. Having a disability, whether blindness or another, can be difficult too. Sometimes a person wonders if God is even there. Yeah, but in room 4216... God shows us his path and we find... We are not alone. Are you going to say something? Are you going to say something? I was waiting for you. Well, I was... I was trying to be polite. I was trying to be polite and rich. Hello, everyone. Hi, it's Pastor Dave. And Cecilia. And here we are again in room 4216. Today, we start with... From the Inbox. This first letter is from Mary in Oregon. And Mary said, I loved the whole podcast, and I want to especially thank you for discussing the topic of giving to God. This is a difficult subject for many of us, especially if we live on fixed incomes. So it was reassuring to think of our monetary gifts as just that gifts, and not obligations. In the church to which I belong, the annual stewardship campaign is just beginning, and to be honest, I find it very uncomfortable, or at least I did, until I heard the podcast. Now, I can ask for guidance from God and not feel browbeaten by other people. Hmm. Glad to hear it, Mary. Um, uh, it, was, it is a difficult subject whenever money is brought up, and and uh, we want to. Uh, pastors want to encourage their people; they want to challenge them. But it is so easy to cross the line and make it law oriented rather than grace and gift oriented. Even as our salvation is a gift from God. Glad to hear it. Mm-hmm. The next letter is from Laurel. Hi, Laurel. Hi, Laurel. You know, she says, I remember your saying that you are on Facebook. Yeah. You might want to mention that on your podcast as another way people can get in in touch with you. You know, it's really an interesting thing. My relationship with Laurel goes way back back and and uh, uh she considers me i guess one of her um mentors and and i've encouraged her as a christian and now she's pushing me <laughs> she's the one who said you need to be on facebook need to be on facebook and he actually, never listens to me of course well, of course not here yeah well, anyway um and uh uh with her and cecilia's encouragement we are on facebook And the way you can find our ministry on Facebook is to search for Pastor Dave Andrus, A-N-D-R-U-S. Or you can search for not-alone.net. Or you can search for room 4216. 
So there's lots of ways to do that. I think even Dave Andrus will show up, although there is one other one out there that mm-hmm. isn't uh, uh, the ministry to to those who are blind and visually impaired and disabilities via the Internet. Yeah, but just search for any of those things from any Facebook page, and you'll find us. Thanks, Laurel. Next uh, uh, from the inbox comes from Robert. Hi, Robert. Today, which is Saturday, we went to Bob Evans for breakfast, and a black hostess seated us. Pretty obvious she really liked me and Lillian, as she wanted to make sure I got to the restroom okay. Must admit she was very kind and considerate. Then we went to Lowe's, and greeted by several who know us, and they were very friendly, saying, It's good to see you here. On the way out by the cashier in the flower area, also greeted by a what you'd say is a very short woman from Thailand and a black Jamaican woman. Lily says to both, you need a raise. Upon which I started to say, hey, Lily, do I get a raise? I have a honeydew list. And she says, no. <laughs> I tell the cashier, do you think I'm going to get a raise? Now, both women are laughing pretty hard. But if you think about it, we have, um, but if you think about it, there's no barrier to culture or size. As she is short, I'm quite tall. One is very black, another Asian, which is sort of yellow or brown, if I remember. Just a matter of four people having fun and laughing. (laughs) That's pretty neat, Robert. I like that. Of course, this connects back to uh, James chapter 2, where we talked about showing no partiality or preference. And for the last entry, for today at least, in the inbox, another note from Laurel. Congrats on another great job with a Bible study. I thoroughly enjoyed the light-hearted drama, the creative illustrations, and the thought-provoking study. At first reading, I think that this book can seem a bit fragmented, and I appreciated the way in which the two of you showed the actual cohesiveness of the verses in this section. Thanks for your ministry. And thank Thank you you. to all of you who sent notes to us in the inbox, and we love hearing from you. If any uh, else would like to, by all means, write us at... Info. I-N-F-O. At not-alone. Dot net. Scuba, scuba, scooby-dooby-dooba, here we go, scuba, come 
items. We got those. A rubber-decking tree. We got three. A wrap-around deck. Got a jack. But if you need a window scraper and a gross of toilet paper or a ratchet set and fires and... Where did you find that? On YouTube. Oh, I remembered I, it from before. It's Veggie Tales. Goodness. Oh, stuff, stuff, stuff. Mm-hmm. It, the, it's called the Stuff Mart Wrap, by the way. Oh, my goodness. And uh, is there a particular reason you heard that and played it for us? Well, uh, I like music. I like uh, I like Veggie Tales. Um, and, uh, oh, yeah, James Chapter 5, 1 through 6. And you like stuff. Uh, guilty. Okay. You know what, though? Talking about stuff, uh, sidetrack for a moment, I just heard a report just uh, this week, and it was um, an interactive report with the head of IKEA here in the United States. Now, what is IKEA for those of us who uh, don't know? IKEA is a company based in... Sweden, Sweden, and they yeah. sell stuff. Yeah, sure, lots of good stuff. Yeah, and and uh, they didn't come to the country, the United States, until well, they slowly are moving in. And he actually said they only have two percent of the market here in the United States, and they'll sell anything and everything. It's amazing the stuff they have, and it's unique and different stuff that uh, we haven't seen a lot of like, in the United what States. What kind of stuff? Oh, you can get bookcases, you can get uh, oven mitts, you can get uh, uh, carts, you can get furniture, you can mm. get kitchen cupboards. I mean, it is unbelievable. Ikea, you can go there and live there. You can literally, it literally is a stuff mart. It is a stuff mart. And that's why when you played this, it's like, I remember this uh, just this week. And he was asked about... Um, a, uh, a survey they just did, and he was bold to talk about it, and they were a bit surprised. It was, uh, what is the American dream? Now, it used to be the American dream was a house in the suburbs, two kids, a dog and a cat, two cars in the garage, and all that. And, well, we've known for some time that that American dream is being, sh- being shattered and not lived. In fact, uh, those who are 20 to 35, I think they're called millennial kids, Mm -hmm. they don't even want that as their American dream because that's what their mom and dad had and they saw it fall apart with divorce and greed and and then uh, bankruptcies and on and on and on, that that American dream is shattered. Well, the the, uh, head of IKEA here in the United States said, now what has surplaced that as the American dream? is the experience, the experience Mm. of that moment where you can have that experience that you'll hold on to so that you can look forward to it and then look back to it. And so they say they're they're happy to be a part of the American dream as they furnish the American dream for that experience, for that evening. Maybe it is a a Friday night uh, game night. Maybe it is a a dinner uh, sitting across the table from uh, your your significant other with a candle. Now, he didn't say all this, but Mm -hmm. he was alluding to that, that the experience is what it is all about. Now, I know for a lot of people with disabilities who are blind, maybe that doesn't mean a whole lot because you ain't got that much stuff, hmm? Now, wait a minute. Uh, well, no, I, I don't have a lot of stuff, but 
I like to have stuff sometimes. Ah. So there can be the jealousy aspect of stuff. Uh, you're making me squirm again. Uh, well. It isn't fair. You know, I used to get 25 cents taken off my allowance every time I'd say the words, that's not fair. Hand me 25 cents. Oh. I think I'll do that to you. I like that idea. <laughs> 25 cents. Hey, any of you out there, if you say it's not fair, you send in a quarter to me, okay? Good idea. Hey. Well, there's the other aspect, though. I know a lot of people who are blind, and some would say I am this way at times, is maybe it's not a lot of stuff, but it's a hoarder of stuff. It might not be rich stuff in a house in the in the suburbs with with a new TV and a new sofa and a new dining room table, but maybe it's lots of gadgets and gizmos. Don't ask me to tell you how many computers I have here in my study. Please. I won't ask you. Yeah. How many of us will accept that that cast off computer, that cast off <laughs> braille watch, or that cast off uh, wheelchair or Whatever. Well, we might need an extra one. Yeah, right, right. Well, then we might need a backup of a backup, you know? Hey, now you're, that's why I got my computers. (laughs) (laughs) So stuff does enter in, even if we don't have a lot of stuff, it is the stuff we have. Ouch. And here's the tricky thing that James is going to be speaking about in these first six verses of chapter 5. He's going to talk about the rich, but we actually could substitute that for um, uh, people who have stuff. The hoarders. Yeah. And it's what you do with it. If you're all about that and not God as well, then you're just as guilty of these words and breaking them as the rich as they stomp over people trying to make their millions as we who have only a little but hoard and step on people in order to get more. James chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. Now listen, you rich people. Or you people with stuff. Weep and wail because of the misery that is coming upon you. Your wealth has rotted, and moths have eaten your clothes. Your gold and silver are corroded, and their corrosion will testify against you, and eat your flesh like fire. You have hoarded wealth, In the last days, look, the wages you failed to pay the workmen who mowed your fields are crying out against you. The cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord Almighty. You have lived on earth in luxury and self-indulgence. You have fattened yourselves in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered innocent men who were not opposing you.
listening to these words of James, and thank you for reading it. Sure. Um, not that I'm squirming, but it was pretty hard down. But a couple words just jumped out at me as you were reading it. One is, it said the silver and gold is what? Corroded. You know how silver and gold get corroded? Uh, no. I mean, I really don't. Um, by being just stored away and not used. Uh, if you have silverware, true silverware has to be polished every time it's used, like on the holidays, because it tarnishes by air. But if you're using it every day, you wash it, you dry it, and then you put it in the drawer, it doesn't have it. <laughs> and so that's one thing that strikes me is the way this gold and silver is when it's being hoarded beyond measure. That's one thought that strikes me. And then second was... Um, uh, what was crying out from the harvesters? The fact that they weren't... That they weren't receiving their wages. Wages. And there's another Bible verse that hits me real hard with that phrase. The wages of sin... Is death. But the free gift of God... Is eternal life. Which James, the brother of Jesus, the half-brother, certainly knows. Oh, does he know that that gift of life is the free gift that Jesus gives. And that's the third thing that kind of hits me is, uh, what was their three? You, you, you. The last one, he, uh, James condemns them because they were doing what to innocent men? They were murdering. You have murdered innocent men who were yeah. not opposing you. That's words of Jesus. He was innocent. Mm. He wasn't opposing anybody. And we who are sinners, we killed him. He was willing to do that because he took our wages of sin and that's how he gives us the free gift of everlasting life. Okay, Cecilia, I brought you into the kitchen and sat you down at the table here for a particular reason. Oh, yeah. by the way, in my kitchen, for listeners, I do have a, uh, a finch. His name is Atticus. That's the question of the day. <laughs> from where did I get that name Atticus from my finch? But that's something else. He's cheaping in the background. I have set in front of you, Cecilia, um, a round tray. And now go ahead and look what's in the tray. Tell me what you think it is. Uh, all right. Just start talking as you touch it. Well, let's see. I'm seeing some... Uh, at first they looked like cups, but no. Now they, they're they uh, looking like plants of some sort. Uh, they have long... It's a long stem, and the stem has leaves on it. Mm -hmm. And, okay, there are several of these. Mm -hmm. uh, How many cups are there? You're correct. There are cups. Okay, one, two, three, four... Five, six, seven, mm -hmm. eight. That sounds right. Uh, and, nine, maybe. And then each one is uh, something sticking out. Yeah, each one looks like it has a root mm -hmm. or a. a, a mm -hmm. uh, wait a minute, I smell something. Mm -hmm. 
I smell mint. Uh-huh. Do you know what this is now? Yes. What is it? It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, mint, mm -hmm. uh, mint, um, uh, stems in water. Uh-huh. And, uh, if I remember right, uh, Deb, Pastor Dave's wife, had, uh, offered to share some of her mint with me and my housemates because mm -hmm. I tried to get some to grow and it just wouldn't grow. You had planted some and you tried and tried mm -hmm. and tried and it wasn't water, you watered it and it just wouldn't grow. Uh, it just wouldn't. Well, um, Deb, uh, already it was, um, when did she and you talk about this? This was like three weeks ago, wasn't this was it? a couple of weeks ago, yeah. Uh -huh. and, and these are, uh, they've been sitting in the sun mm -hmm. uh, in, in our kitchen. We have a nice sunny kitchen. And they're in uh, these uh, things of water in order to um, get some roots growing so that they then can be planted. Yeah. It's not ready to take home yet, though. Because plants, they just don't, um, you know... Um, Boom, overnight. Verse 7. Be patient then, brothers, until the day of the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crops, and how patient he is for the autumn and spring rains. You too, be patient, stand firm, because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against each other, brothers, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Brothers, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we consider blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance, and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Oh, oh, these plants look so beautiful. They look like they're, they're, they're ready to plant. It, it's so hard to wait. I'm, I'm so excited about this. It takes time. It takes time. And that's kind of what James is saying also when we pray. Sometimes it just takes time. There was a snail called Herbert who was so very slow. He caused a lot of traffic jams wherever he would go. The ants were always getting mad, and the beetles, they would fume. But Herb would always poke along and sing this little tune. Have patience, have patience, don't be in such a hurry when you get Start to worry. Remember, remember that God is patient too. And think of all the times when others have to wait for you. When Herbert was much younger. We kind of glossed over James chapter 5, verse 11. Want to come back to that right now, though. It says, you have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. We're going to be done with the book of James fairly soon. And we thought we would launch into this character, Job. Many have heard about him. 
uh, known a little about his struggles. Did the devil really do all this? And how bad was Job's life? And what did he say? And and is there a dinosaur mentioned in the book of Job? And uh, did God actually talk to Job? That's what we'll be talking about in a couple lessons uh, uh, after we finish the book of James. Today we have finished lesson 33, and we would love to hear from you. Just as we said at the beginning. Yeah, and you can write us at info, I-N-F-O, at N-O-T dash A-L-O-N-E dot N-E-T. Don't forget to search us on Facebook. Until next time, we we are are not not alone. alone. I will lead you who are blind by the ways you have not known along unfamiliar paths. I will guide you. I will turn the darkness into light before you and make the rough places smooth. (laughs) These are the things I will do. I will not forsake you. Do come back again to room 4216. Credits. The Stuff Mart Rep from VeggieTales, Madam Blueberry by Big Idea Productions. Patience from The Music Machine, Fruit of the Spirit by Candle. And our very talented interlude musician, Robert Vaughn.